Today, I'm going to talk about two things that when you first hear me say them, you might think they aren't really related. But if you'll hang in there with me to the end, you'll see how they're not only related, they really can't be separated. Now, the first thing is something everyone has experienced at least once, and if you're honest, probably more times than you can count, and that thing is failure. I've talked about failure before, but for today, we're going to look at how to think about those situations in a productive way. And I'm actually going to share three reasons I have learned that you can know for sure that failure is not your enemy. The second thing that I'm actually going to talk about first, because it ties into that whole failure is not your enemy idea, is the difference between having a fixed mindset and a growth mindset. How you know which one you have and how that impacts your perception of failure. And as always, I'll be throwing in some questions to think about so this can be personal and practical for you. Hey, I'm Amy Barge, your personal growth environment specialist. And my passion is to help you go from living by default, doing without thinking, to living by design, by growing on purpose. Now, if you're wondering, okay, what does that look like really? I'm here to be your tour guide because as someone who has survived the three big Ds, death of my parents, a painful divorce, and being downsized from two different jobs, I've discovered some insanely practical tips that have helped to keep the gremlin of fear and doubt from taking up rental space on my mental couch. I don't know the exact words your gremlin may be telling you, but I do know this. You're smarter than you think, and you're more resilient than you know, and you're absolutely in the right place if you're ready to give your mindset muscles a workout and get growing. Welcome to the Growing with Amy podcast. So I have this recipe for homemade chocolate brownies that are just really fabulous, And what's great about them is as long as I follow the recipe, they're pretty much a no-fail option. I love that about them. But a couple of years ago, when I made them for myself on my birthday, uh, they flopped. They were so dry, I could barely gag them down. Thankfully, I had ice cream to help. But I remember being so just ticked and upset with myself. I went back to the recipe, and I reread all the steps, and that's when it hit me. Oh, I baked them at the wrong temperature. It was the right amount of time, but the oven was way too hot and they just overcooked. Major fail. Okay, so I know it's just a pan of brownies, but I was upset with myself for making such a simple mistake that impacted my outcome. And as I thought about it later, I realized there's a little growth lesson for me right there, that it can be so easy to think I know what I'm doing. You know, I've done this a hundred times. I know exactly how this is going to turn out. I actually like having a framework of a recipe that I know I can count on like that. And I really like it when life lines up like that. You know, I'm confident. I do X, Y will happen. I like applying that framework, just like following the recipe. But what do I do? How do I handle it? What runs through my mind when I do X and I get Z? instead of why. That result goes against what I want. Now, I know you've lived long enough to have had that experience where everything doesn't turn out exactly the the right way in spite of your best efforts. And when that happens, 
The mindset that you choose can make all the difference. So the good news is we do get to choose, but the bad news is that unless you're aware of the fact that you really do get to choose, it's really easy to simply default to what's called the fixed mindset. Now, before I talk about that specifically, I need to do a quick little sidebar about the fact that you really do choose your mindset. See, when you're focusing on personal growth, this idea of mindset, it's front and center. In fact, the more I live and work in the growth space, the more I hear about mindset. And that makes sense, especially when you understand how what you think and how you think determines the actions you consciously or unconsciously take. Now, I say consciously because the whopping majority of what we do is unconscious. It's doing without thinking about it. Thank goodness, really. I mean, imagine how exhausting it would be if you had to consciously think about something like brushing your teeth. Now I will pick up the toothbrush and flip open the toothpaste by applying pressure with my thumb and then squeeze but just the right amount of pressure on the tube and carefully guide that paste on the edge of my brush. And oh my gosh, all those conscious thoughts, it's not even up to your mouth yet. The reality is you do all of that while having a conversation with somebody about you know this meeting that's going to be happening later in the morning or listening to somebody else talking on a podcast. Psychologists estimate that 72 to 93% of our daily actions are done on autopilot without really thinking, which is why we need to pay really close attention to those actions that are done with intention. And that brings me to the two mindsets. So Carol Dweck has this book, Mindset, The New Psychology of Success. And in it, She says people learn one of two mindsets from parents, teachers, coaches, you know, people they hang around with. The first one is called the fixed mindset. And this is the one that says personal qualities such as intelligence and ability are innate and unchangeable. They're fixed. The other one is the growth mindset that says that you and others can change and grow. Now, depending on which one of these you believe, it can really shape how you learn, how you cope with setbacks, even how you relate to other people, and maybe even how you respond when your fail-proof brownies fail big time. Okay, see, if you believe your abilities are fixed, you can spend a lot of time trying to prove that you're smart enough to yourself and to other people. And this can start even in the classroom as a little kid, and then just carry right on into careers and even relationships. So when a person has a fixed mindset, every situation is evaluated with questions like, ooh, will I succeed or fail? Will I look smart or dumb here? Will I be accepted or rejected? Will I feel like a winner or a loser? In general, with this kind of mindset, if you fail it means you are not smart. So any kind of failure, like if you get a bad grade or you don't get the job, you lose the competition, you ruin your brownies, it means rejection. And effort, things like, ooh, needing to study harder or reapplying for a different job or 
reworking your resume, practicing more, double checking what you think you already know, any of those kinds of things, those are seen as negative because if you need it, then you're not smart. Now, even as I'm saying these, I can imagine you might be thinking, well, that's really short-sighted. I mean, everyone knows that you can't win all the time and you're going to have setbacks and that things won't always work out. And you know what? You'll be right about that. However, listen again to the big idea behind the fixed mindset. It is that effort is seen as negative. Now, contrast that with the growth mindset. With this one, you believe the abilities that you are born with are just a starting point and that you can build on those with hard work and persistence and having the right learning strategies. And when you have a growth mindset, you actually welcome mistakes because it's, hey, an opportunity to learn. And you seek challenges so you can stretch. You also have a greater ability to survive difficult times. So effort is seen as a positive. It helps you get smarter and increase your abilities. All right, so here's the bad news, good news about mindsets. The bad news is mindsets are really powerful. They're beliefs, and they literally drive our behaviors. They actually control us. Carl Jung said it this way, until you make the unconscious conscious, it'll direct your life, and you'll call it fate. But the good news is you can change your mindset. Now, it isn't always easy or fast, but it can be done. So a few years ago, I started this uh, new fitness program called Muscle Burns Fat. And initially, I was able to do almost all the exercises, but some were just different enough that I had to decrease the weights that I typically used. They were using the same muscles, but in different ways. And one week, the trainer said, building muscle happens slowly over time. And on some of the exercises, she actually had us slow down as we were doing them. Now, what that did was it kept me from swinging the weight and letting momentum carry me. So I had to make sure that the muscle was actually doing the work. I knew I wasn't going to build the muscle I wanted in two or three weeks. And at some point I realized, oh my gosh, this could take months. But I also knew that it'd be worth it in the end because, you know, when you've got more muscle on your body, that means you burn more fat even when you're resting. That's kind of how I see this work around mindset. Because it's great to acknowledge there are two kinds of mindsets, fixed and growth, and then say, hey, I choose growth. Great, you said it. But now to actually do it, to live that out, uh, that's going to take time and repetition and becoming more aware of when your thoughts start to veer to the fixed side rather than the growth side. And that last one, becoming more aware of your thoughts, that can be the trickiest one because our thoughts are with us all the time and we get familiar with them. They seem normal because we think them all the time. And unless you really decide that you want to do this, I mean, really, you probably won't. So here's a question for you. When was the last time you had a thought and then immediately after you did, you recognized, uh, that's not one that you wanted to have. And then you chose a different one. If you can remember the last time you did that, uh, yay for you because 
you are already on the path towards improving your growth mindset muscle. But if you can't remember, you're probably not alone. I mean, we all do this all the time. We have thoughts that aren't good for us and that veer toward that fixed mindset kind of thinking. So here's one that I am working on in my life. I was not raised in the time when every kid had an iPad. I didn't even own a computer for, uh, okay, well, for a long time. I'll just leave it at that. But in a business where I'm coaching and speaking and facilitating a women's community, using technology is an absolute necessity. Sam would be the first one to tell you my patience in dealing with the ins and outs of whatever system or software I'm trying to use is pretty short. I remember one time a few years ago when I was literally on the live chat with support for, I don't know, on and off about six hours trying to get this one part of my membership website to work. And quite honestly, there was a time in my life where I probably would have said, I can't do this. I'm just not smart enough and this is beyond me. But thankfully, by the time I had gotten to the place where I ran into this problem, I had learned about what it means to have a growth mindset. And I literally said out loud to myself, this is hard, but I am capable of doing hard things and I will figure this out. And you know what? I did. It was not fast and it wasn't pretty. And I still felt frustrated. But when it was all said and done, I realized I really was capable and I did figure it out. And I felt proud of myself and smart for having hung in there and learned what I needed to learn. So as you learn to change your thinking about the amount of effort you're expending, being a good thing rather than creating the sense of, oh, I'm just not good enough, you will know you're on the path of living out that growth mindset. And there's another way you'll know. You'll really believe failure is not your enemy. Now, I don't know about you, but for me, the thought of failing, like getting a failing grade in school, uh, that was uh, that was unthinkable. I just never wanted one. I wanted to get things right, you know, 100%. That's what felt really good. But something I read in Carol Dweck's research really stopped me and made me think. Because what happened is when she and her research team offered four-year-olds a choice of redoing an easy puzzle or trying a new harder one, they found that some kids wanted to redo the easy puzzle. That was a safe choice. While others wondered why anyone would want to keep redoing the same thing when they could try something else. In other words, children with a fixed mindset wanted to make sure that they succeeded. That's what smart people do. And those with the growth mindset, they wanted to get smarter. Now think about how that can play out in our lives as adults. I mean, how about you? Would you rather avoid a challenge so you can feel like you're in control? Or do you kind of geek out when you feel stretched and challenged? Here's another one. Is it more important for you to get it right and do it perfectly, or do you feel smarter when you learn to do something you couldn't do before, 
Is feeling smart more about learning for you? So here's the example that really hit home for me. Fixed-minded people expect to immediately perform at high levels without the need to learn. They don't allow themselves time to develop or become. And as a result, they get frustrated by failure and they give up early. But the contrast of that is growth-minded people expect to need to put in lots of time and effort to get better at things. And they are therefore more resilient to failure, more resistant to it. Now, when you look closely, it's the difference in the expectations. Expecting something without effort versus expecting something will take effort. I mean, if it takes more effort, there's probably going to be failure. And here are those three reasons that failure is not your enemy. Number one, it's not your enemy when you value the lessons failure taught you. I mean, failure is inevitable, but the learning part, that's optional. I can tell you without a doubt, I learned a lot in the failed relationships I had dating over the age of 40. Those things actually ended up helping me in my current marriage to Sam. The second way you'll know that failure is not your enemy is that failure helps you to develop resilience. I love that word. Eric Greitens calls resilience endurance with direction. I remember saying to my ex right before the divorce was final, well, I won't be alone forever. Now, in my mind, I thought, two years, I'll be happily remarried, you know, and I'll show you. Well, it wasn't two years. It was 13 years. And I experienced a lot of pain and failure and growth in those years that just refused to be rushed. It wasn't my ideal timeline by any means, but looking back now, I see that I had a lot of learning that I needed to do before I was ready to be married again. And the vast majority of the learning happened due to failures. I could do a whole lesson on those. Hmm, Maybe I will. But something all those failures did was they made me stronger. And it was during that time of many failures that I started telling myself one of my favorite mantras that I still use to this day. One thing I love about it is it's only four words, so it's really easy to remember. But I have found incredible truth and power in those four words. And here they are. This or something better. That kept me trying again, even in the midst of failures. All right, so the third reason that failure is not your enemy is you can use your failure to teach others. And here's something that will really help you know that you have lost your fear of failure. It's when you're not afraid to share those failures with other people. Now, this can take a while, depending on the level of failure, because, I mean, it's pretty easy for me to talk about my failed brownies. It's harder to talk about the time that I thought it would be a good idea to call someone out on her less than lovely behavior in front of several other family members. 
Because, you know, I wanted to be honest in the moment. Yeah, that was more like two miles backwards rather than the proverbial two steps backwards. But you know what? I have not repeated that blunder since. So growth happened. Once we can get to the place where we really understand that with growth, we're engaging in a process, it kind of does take the pressure off. Growth's not a straight line. In fact, more often than not, it is that one step forward, two steps backward. And actually, that's okay. In fact, it's more than okay because sometimes that's what it takes for a lesson to really stick. So as you think about this idea of a fixed versus growth mindset, and how much you really believe failure is your friend, I want to encourage you with this. Just like it takes time for a muscle to build strength, it'll take time for you to shift and strengthen your mindset. Some days you may feel like you're firing on all cylinders, and you can celebrate that. But even on those days when you may feel like you dropped the ball, or you didn't show up the way you wanted to in a conversation, or you have to face the fact that you just blew it completely. As long as you can remind yourself that failure teaches you and develops your resilience and allows you then to teach others, you can know that you're beginning to live in that growth mindset world where effort is needed and necessary to make your mindset muscle stronger. And one super practical way you can do that is to keep showing up here week after week. Listen to the stories of growth that other people share and then decide on the one small action that you can take to shift from feeling like everything is fixed to knowing that with growth, there will be effort. And the effort is absolute proof that you are growing. So if you've been listening to the podcast the past few weeks, like six to be exact, then you have heard some remarkable, interesting, inspiring, even entertaining stories of personal growth from the women that I've interviewed. And something that you should know is that for many of them, it was their first time ever being on a podcast. So the experience itself was growth producing. I love that. Well, next week, you're in for another huge treat and another first time ever, because I'm going to be interviewing my first male podcast guest. And this is one guy that you are definitely going to want to hear. So if you are a regular listener to my podcast, you may remember me mentioning Fenric because he's somebody who surprised me by sending me an email with a picture of his raised bed garden that he completed while he was listening to an episode of this podcast. During our conversation, you're going to hear even more about Fenric, and I know you're going to be so glad you tuned in. Until then, pay attention to your thoughts and see if you can identify them as fixed or upset by the effort, or whether they're growth and they're welcoming the effort. Hey, as always, thanks so much for listening. If you can take a minute to rate, write a review, and share this, I would really appreciate it. Until next week, I'm yours, putting in the effort to grow on purpose. Here's your great big woohoo for completing another episode of the Growing with Amy podcast. I want to encourage you, let something you heard nudge something you'll do. And until next time, remember to be 
going somewhere, you've got to be growing somewhere. Bye for now.